The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by the Pure Hookup app. Pure Hookup lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to Owen and his wife from PA. Hey, thanks for the free beers. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Woo-wee! Hey, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the show. This is a podcast where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Uh, this week's guest is Asher, who I have not seen since, uh, I don't know, 2010? Quite the interesting story of our encounter. And a pretty straightforward reason why uh, nothing <laughs> transpired afterwards. Uh, but before we get to Asher, I got some show dates, people. Show dates. All right. July 17th, I'm at Stand Up New York for the Great Love Debate. And then Connecticut, July 30th, I'm at Comics Comedy Club over in Mohegan Sun. Come out, have some laughs, and maybe we'll go gamble or something, okay? For information on buying tickets to those shows and others, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. Also, uh, you know, this Saturday, I happen to be hosting a speed dating event uh, for older women and younger men. Uh, it's women aged 35 to 55 and dudes uh, between the ages of 28 and 35. Head on over to onspeeddating.com. Use the promo code Billy5 at checkout. You'll get $5 off your ticket. And actually, Billy5 works as a coupon code for any of the events on that website. They do speed dating events and singles mixers in New York City, Los Angeles, and Austin, Texas. Just go to onspeeddating.com and use the code Billy5 at checkout. Oh, this is a fun announcement for some of you, and for others, you'll roll your eyes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's July. And July means we're close to August. And being close to August means we are close to football season. Yes, okay, and football season, of course, means fantasy football. Right now, you're hearing the voice of the 2016 Fan Whore Fantasy Football League champion, uh, the, the coach and manager of Labion Bell. Yes, I won the Man Whore Podcast Fantasy Football League last year with the help of a, of a young man named Ezekiel Elliott. Really rode his back through that season. Well, we're doing it again. Uh, if you'd be interested in participating in a fancy football league with myself and fellow fan whores, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. We do a $30 league, uh, 12-team, half-point PPR, snake draft. Uh, I can give you details in the email. If we have enough people, we'll do two, maybe even three leagues. So again, manwhorepod at gmail.com. If interested, uh, reserve your spot. So last week, uh, you know, great episode with Dr. David Lay. I thought it was really awesome, uh, but also my, that that rant, huh? I gotta tell you, uh, I lost some money for that Lacey Green rant. I I had I had some Patreon dollars disappear because uh, some were not pleased with what I had to say 
about that. Uh, you know, thank you for the people who had kind words. You know, Anthony, uh, you know, he says awesome points in the opening this week. Tribalism is killing the country in every area. Open your fucking minds, people. Your primary points were that people are very different and multifaceted and hard to put in buckets and that people should be open-minded. How the fuck do you get angry about that? Well, Anthony, people still manage to. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, on, on Reddit, uh, user Ride Farm Swing also was like, fantastic episode, Billy. Best of the year for sure. Wow. Best of the year? Better than the Happy Ending Massage episode? I'm glad that you enjoyed it so much, person. I, I don't know this is a dude or a lady or, or whatever. Uh, but, you know, not everyone was pleased. I, this is the first thing I woke up to last Wednesday was a DM uh, on Twitter. This guy is saying that he's going to delete his Patreon pledge. And then continues, the reason people are upset are not because, uh, is not because, dude, come on. Okay. <laughs> The reason people are upset are not because Lacey is disagreeing or because she's not towing the party line. When you fall under LGBTQA, etc., you are constantly under attack by people. So when someone like Lacey decides to reach across the aisle, quote unquote, and talk to people who think you, say as a trans person, are not what you believe you are, yeah, it's really hurtful. And it's hard for you or I to really understand how that feels because neither of us falls into that category. So the only way to really understand how that feels is to talk to people for whom it does apply and listen to them and try to understand. So Lacey is using her platform to further signal boost the beliefs of people who make it their life's work to say that trans women can't be women or that trans men are women. People are angry because Lacey is talking to people. It's because she is ignoring the advice and thoughts of the people who th these ideas and conversations actually affect. I hope you can see what I'm saying. And what I said to him was, you know, if we refuse to reach across the aisle with people who disagree with lifestyles or disagree with how someone identifies, you'll never change any minds. You have to challenge those people who think differently. It's good that Lacey was challenged for what she did, but to be ostracized, to be physically threatened, get the fuck out of here. Some people are mad that she chose who to talk to. Well, then that if there are people she's not allowed to talk to, that also means that there's people that they think she is supposed to talk to. And that sounds like they're trying to control what she does, who she talks to, how she thinks. And I think that's bullshit. It's like the people who are like, who are mad that, my, you know, Milo Yiannopoulos, whatever the fuck his name is. They get mad that like he gets a, a speaking gig at a college, but it's not like the college booking him it's like a club and it's a little hateful republican club and they want to talk to him and you know what they're allowed to do that just like they can't say you can't have a crazy lefty hippie liberal come talk and once upon a time a, a, a man like bernie sanders would have been viewed as such imagine being told you couldn't have bernie sanders come because he was too progressive you know what you can do if my milo comes to your college is you could just like not go or even better yet go and be perfectly silent because you know when someone like that dude goes to a college you know especially if it's like a college like a liberal college in california he doesn't have a lot of fans <laughs> it's a club of what maybe 15 20 people pack that fucking auditorium 
with 200, 300 of your best like-minded friends, go there and then just be si- let the silence be deafening. People get mad at comedians. They want to write blogs. They want to heckle. Be like, that's offensive. No, 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 no. Just don't laugh. The worst thing you could do to a public speaker is not applaud or laugh where they wrote in their notes you were going to. If he writes in this thing, okay, and this is where I'm going to do this, and I'm going to say, you know what, and there's only two genders, and blah, 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 and, you know, uh, and the SNL chick is a gorilla, and blah, 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 and right here they're going to applaud. If he doesn't get the applause break, that hurts. Don't boo. If you boo, that gives him something to react to. That gives He can then act defensive. He can feel holier than now. Be like, oh, well, you know, they're booing me and now they're attacking me through their boos. So now I, no, 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 no. Just be quiet. If he's in a room of 500 people and 15 clap, oh, that's embarrassing. And that's a very sad YouTube video. So stop boycotting speakers at colleges. Go pack the auditorium and then be quiet and make sure someone films it. Some thoughts uh, to non-performers from a performer. All right. Now, enough about that. Let's get to your emails, people. Woo! I got an email from Jazz. And uh, you know what? It's, I, this might be my favorite question. I've really, I've really been, I've been waiting to be asked this question. I've just been like, I should write a book. And, and this question is like the book I've always wanted to write. She writes, Billy, out of curiosity, what makes for a good Craigslist ad? And by that, I mean an ad you'd likely uh, reply to. I love this question. I mean, you all know how big of a fan I am of a quality, creative, dare I say, classy Craigslist ad. There are a lot of personals up there saying, you know, horny looking for discreet and it's a blowjob or couples looking for a third with like this vague, non-specific inquiry that he typed in the bathroom of the restaurant during his anniversary dinner. Put some effort in people. So here in no particular order are my tips for writing an ad uh, that I would respond to. Uh, First, unique, be unique. Gosh, Maybe I'm just a seasoned slut on the scene, but I get bored by an ad simply offering a blowjob or saying they're horny and want to bang a stranger together. Uh, I love me some novelty. Present a unique scenario or at least add a scintillating spin to your situation. It doesn't take much, you know, have someone watching, do it outside, add a third mystery person, incorporate Pokemon somehow. Yes, uh, any person offering some sort of Sexuals to cisgender men is going to get plenty of responses. But if you're going to offer to fuck a stranger, just go to a bar and proposition someone there. If you're going to dive into the depths of Craigslist, I mean, make it at least make it something a little more memorable. Uh, next one, copy edit. Call me an elitist, but improper use of your, your, or there, there, and there is a boner killer for me. Not a deal breaker, uh, but it makes you think you're either a moron or didn't put much effort into the ad. And if you weren't excited enough to give your rough draft at least one quick proofread, how excited are you really for the encounter? Granted, some people get so excited that they just throw something up without thinking. But my father always taught me, if you're going to do something right, you should do it right. Granted, he got divorced from his first wife, but that's besides the point. (laughs) At the very least... Make it read like you graduated high school. Uh, specificity. This one's important. Fuck. Uh, specific, specificity. 
Specificity. Fuck that word is hard to say. Specificity. Give me some details, people. Get specific. How does it go down? What are your boundaries? Is there a sexual script or is it going to be one long form improv scene where you start off with the audience suggestion of double penetration? What is the screening process like? The more information you give me, the more I get excited about it, the more anticipation I get. If you're just trying to fuck someone, I mean, fine, but then refer back to my first tip. The anticipation, at least for me, is half of the foreplay. Plus, you will get so wet or so hard typing out your ultimate fantasy. By the time you click post, I bet you'll want to rub one out right then and there. Pictures. Okay, sure, sometimes I'm on Craigslist just speeding off to the ads, whatever. But a lot of times, a picture or two gives me an idea of who I'm playing with or in what fashion we're going to fool around. If you're absolutely not comfortable putting a faceless picture of your tits or, or your body on the internet, at the very least... Give us an idea of what you had in mind by finding an image that represents your request, preferably with the body type or look that you have. So if you're looking for a gangbang and you can't put yourself in there, find a couple pictures of a gangbang. Maybe try to find one with a a woman with your body type. But uh, important note, if you are using an image that's not you to represent what you have in mind or what you look like, do make a wee note in the ad that the pics are not of you. There are guys who are going to say, what are you talking about? These are not you. When you finally send them pictures or when they show up and you can just point to the ad and be like, you didn't read the whole ad. This one's a little tip, not um, not for making a good ad, but if you want to at least uh, weed out the idiots, put at the bottom of your ad or even better yet, like the second to last line of your ad, put in a like, a code word, say, make sure your subject line says blank. And that way, any any response you get that doesn't have that subject line, you automatically delete them and because this shows that they can't follow directions. And if they can't follow a simple direction of the email, then what makes you think that they're going to follow any directions about limits and boundaries, etc. in the real encounter? Uh, and this last one, it's you know less of a tip. This is more, I'll call it an acronomal pet peeve, an APP. This one is not a deal breaker, but rather something that just annoys me. Don't use acronyms or phrases if you don't know what they mean. And I don't just mean know what the letters stand for, but like, what does that mean big picture? When you want someone to be disease free, what does that mean to you? Does that mean HIV? HIV and the usual suspects? Does that include HPV or herpes? What about strep throat? And I find it so moronic when they put down DDF and disease-free. DDF already means drug and disease-free. Ask yourself. I just go like, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, this person's never posted the Craigslist before. Uh, Which is most people. Ask yourself if you're including something because that's what you want or because you see other ads do it so you copied and pasted. Instead of using catchy lingo you don't understand... Just say what the fuck you mean. Use your words. I apologize if I sound a little condescending, but uh, I hope that helps some of y'all randy people out there. I got another email I want to read just because got quite the story. This one comes from Leslie. Um, She says, hi, Billy. I'd like to start off saying thank you for being so open and sharing your experience with us, your whores. Uh, I came across... I came across your podcast about a month ago, of all places, at work. I was tired of listening to the radio, and I just wanted some human interaction, even if it was just listening to someone talk. Then there was you. 
I randomly heard a few of your episodes, and I was hooked. I laughed and cried a lot, but most importantly, I realized I'm not such an oddball pervert. You helped me realize that I'm okay with the way I am. I'm a, I'm going to say, early 30s female from... I'm going to replace her home city with like a, a, let's call it a medium-sized city in the flyover parts of the country. I've been in a relationship with someone for 12 years, and we became parents to a wonderful, smart, artistic son who is now 10 years old. We separated for about a year and a half because of his addictions and lack of involvement in his own life and ours. I allowed him back for several reasons, mainly because of our son. I attended Burning Man during our split and was introduced to BDSM unknowingly because the camp I stayed in was an intro to spanking, flogging, and shibari. The camp director gave me a partner of my choice and another couple a private lesson on shikari kinbatu. I asked my playa buddy, uh, an 18-year-old co-worker, that we should try it because why the fuck not since this was our camp? We were friends, but the sensations of the role play got me so worked up, I was horny, and so was he. And so for the next few days, we fucked. A lot. After returning, we became fuck buddies and met up a lot after work. For a while, I thought I was a pervert, because he was so young, but I wanted to please myself with the sexual pleasure of someone I knew had the stamina and endurance to keep up with me. I have a high sexual drive that my partner of 10 years at that time was not in tune with. This young man pleasured me with no questions asked, and he made it so easy to be with him, at least until a particular time, when he tied me up, licked my lady bits, and fucked me, amongst other things, but failed miserably with aftercare. He failed that night to seal up the envelope of our sexual affair for our next reunion. I was left broken, not by the person but by the fact that I felt like I was a used, worthless human incapable of being loved and treated with what I thought I deserved. So yeah, we no longer see each other, only at work, which is uncomfortable to an extent, because our co-workers have a good idea that we fucked. I felt the need to give you a story since you're so open with yours. I'm typically very quiet and keep to myself. I fell in love with your podcast. I wish I had more episodes to listen to. It's so awesome to know that you have listeners in faraway lands that share a love for your podcast. Thank you for your time and dedication, Leslie. Well, thank. Wow, that's quite the story. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, look, I'm glad I listened to the podcast. Let you know that you're not a you're not a pervert. I mean, like you might be a pervert. Uh, I'm I'm probably a pervert, but I think what's important is it's okay to be a pervert. It's uh, it's fine. So long as you're consensual and not too creepy and not harming anyone, uh, perv away. And of course, you, you know, if you just have comments or questions, you know, you, you're welcome to shoot me an email at manorpod at gmail.com. Love hearing from you. Love getting your emails. I'm going to get to Asher in a moment. I want to give you all a nice little teaser clip of my bonus episode coming out tomorrow. It's an all patron bonus episode. Yes, if you're part of my fan whore community on Patreon, even at just $1 a month, you get a monthly bonus episode, which I'm informally starting to call my Craigslist Chronicles because all of these stories just have to do with Craigslist encounters. I actually forgot about this encounter and I found it by accident in uh, searching through old emails. So I want to give you all a little tease of this voyeuristic experience I had many years ago. Here's the difference between me at 22 and me at 28. Me now at 28, if you told me to park next to the diner before I 
jerk off while watching you bang your girlfriend or wife or whatever, I I might consider getting pancakes over seeing pussy. But but I walk over and uh, so this this building it's like right on the water, it's right on the water. It's only al- it's almost as if it's its own little pier. Just to give you an idea of like the landscape I'm dealing dealing with, it's a very nice apartment building. It's like the apartment building divorced dads move into. I should know because my dad lived in a building like this before, and he had this ground is a ground level unit with big floor to ceiling windows. Uh, so you know. As I'm walking down this path along the river, I've got the river to my left. I got this building and some some nice bushes to my right, and then I see this op- this window with the curtains open and two naked people. If you want to hear the entire story, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast, throw down a pledge of any amount, and you can hear the entire thing. And of course, all of my patrons get 25% off their ticket to ManhorCon, which again, you should get your ticket soon. Prices are going to go up on August 1st. And those, of course, are at manhorpod.com slash tickets. And now time for Asher. Asher might be the only lesbian that will ever be on the podcast who is hooked up with me. We, we met at a bar many years ago while I was still in college, and you're going to hear that story soon. Uh, she was a delight. This has been an episode... Many years in the making because we never interacted in between this night and when I reached out to her about doing the podcast. I'm excited. Uh, And Asher was really fun, really open, uh, cool to talk to. And I hope you all enjoy my conversation. My voice is generally very low so and quiet. Is this better? That's a lot better. Yeah. I'll try to maintain this level (laughs) of sound. For this... (laughs) weird conversation thing uh what was what was your reaction when i hit you up was (laughs) um well it was definitely surprising because i haven't heard i just didn't know you yeah when i didn't know you um we didn't exchange any information you had my debit card (laughs) yeah i I actually found out which i found out later i actually uh i feel like i should return to you wow your your panda world wildlife federation (laughs) uh debit card <laughs> yes which when i would tell i have a joke that i've been doing about you for ever since that happened and i would sometimes be like uh and i would explain what happened with the debit card and i would take it out i was like and you knew it was a lesbian's debit card because like She's the save panda. the pandas <laughs> there's a panda <laughs> but the so, panda's so cute well like uh, <laughs> what else was i gonna choose you know i had to choose something well i'm glad i could finally return <laughs> do you want to keep it as you're a souvenir as a souvenir like, I mean, you have it for this long it's kind of yours sure now. yeah i right. assume it's long expired yeah. um <laughs> but so on that night which i guess we'll get into in a moment but you know when you left my friend colleen and i stayed and hung out and we played kept playing pool but i think we stayed to around last call and the and the bartender goes hey man can you close out your friend's tab and i'm like Oh, I mean, she, I thought he meant like he wanted to pay, like right. maybe you skipped out on your drinks. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I didn't. Uh, this is not my responsibility. Yeah, I, just, I don't I just, know this woman. Yeah, I, just I just I just met her. against the wall and started <laughs> kissing her. I don't um, even know her name. Right. Um, and he's like, no, no, no. I just need you to sign for it because um, she left her debit card here. I'm like, oh, shit. And so I had it. And then I had messaged you on Facebook 
trying because I knew you were visiting and it was your debit card. So I was like, it's not just a credit card. Like this is how she's going to get cash. Exactly. It was a, kind of a pain in the ass for the rest of that week. Right. I was trying to be like, hey, you know, I don't know if you need this. If you don't want to see me, I can drop it off at like the hotel concierge or whatever. Uh, I, cause I think you need it, but enjoy the rest of your trip, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but we could get, for, first. Let's say I'm 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 here with Asher. Yes, Asher. Thank thank you for agreeing to this weird fucking psycho thing I do for the last three years. Uh, no problem. I honestly thought that you were trying to like murder me at one point. Remember how you had to convince me that you weren't a serial killer rapist? Oh, it's been a while. Yes. I, yeah. Sorry. This, this podcast has been Three in the years. works. Yeah, for a while. Do, so how do you? Let's go with this. How do you remember? Or what do you remember? from that one night years ago that most people would just forget about, but I bring up for a podcast. I actually remember it quite well, considering how drunk I was, because you met me alone. I was alone. You were yeah, with the friends. Yeah, I, I was with my friend. Um, I was at the Cubby Hole, which is a lesbian bar, for those listeners that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, As, um, I think most listeners would know by now that it's my second favorite bar in New York. It, oh, perfect. Oh, I'm co- going there tonight. You want to go for drinks if you're not busy? I'm, <laughs> I'm not friends. totally against it. Let okay. me run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, okay. I, it, we'll talk this, about that later. Oh, yeah. The bar come. <laughs> This, that bar comes up on this show quite I often. I love the cubby. Yeah. Cubby hole's the best. If you haven't <laughs> go, you need to go. All right. So I'm at the cubby hole alone. On vacation. My, on vacation, yes. My friend bailed on me because she's an old lesbian and can't hang anymore. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was actually pretty insecure. Uh, and so I would get like shit face hammered. Why were you? Why were you insecure? I just was. I was shy. You know, I wasn't like myself yet my full self like now i'm like the most confident and it's awesome yeah but i was you know i was young i was like still inexperienced for a lesbian i guess H- had you been out very long no i had been out since i was 18 okay so i was out you know i like fooled around but i wasn't very confident still i'm not like the most confident with picking up girls but i feel like it's it's easier it's a you know more of an organic um experience okay when i uh talk to girls <laughs> um i guess if you will it's so but, strange that you say you were not because like you had such a presence. I know, in the bar. and I remember you saying that you're like you know, you seem like you know exactly what you want. You, you seem know? like like this is your place. This is like your stool. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm also like very comfortable just like being myself, mm-hmm. but I wasn't you know trying. I wasn't going out to like pick anybody up or really like start a conversation. Now I would do that like no problem. Okay. But so I was like by myself, and I sat down next to you because I'm like so comfortable around men. Okay. Right. And they're like my bros, and I can just, you know, know, obviously, because I'm a lesbian, and there's just like, there's no sexual thing, tension there. Um, so I sit down next to you, right? Yeah. Uh, like a two-top. Something like a along. Table. Yeah, yeah. It was the one uh, when you or first. Or you sit down next to me. I can't remember how I, that I think out. I sat down next to you, because usually what happens with my friend when we would go to, I, I've been going to Cubby with that friend. Right. Since I was in college, because ever since she was starting to explore women more publicly, and I, she used to be my babysitter. Right. Interesting. So and <laughs> and then she when she was starting to accept like how she was into women and we're from, you know, we're from an area of Jersey that, you know, it's not the most comfortable to be out. There's not like there's right. a scene. And so I think she was just barely out to her family, but she didn't really know anyone to be out to. And she knew, well, little Billy, as I was called, he's in the village. He's at NYU. So he she first hit me up my junior year be like, you want to go to this like gay bar with me? And I think that was her way of like coming out. And what would happen is like we would go out and have a drink. And then by the second drink, she'd be off 
fucking trying to finger blast right, somebody right, right. in some corner. Which I have done in front of the cubby before. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, is if yes. If there's a place to catch a finger, it's cubby. It's at the cubby. And uh, <laughs> we would go there or Stonewall or something, and right. you know, so like we'd have a drink, and then she'd go cruise around, and I would just like make friends with 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 some old lesbian at the bar, right, right, right. Who's Who not? Awesome. I love old lesbians. Yeah, they're past the hooking up yeah. thing. They're just chilling, right? And they and they loved me because I was just like adorable little twenty year old. Very cute. Stop you, I remember. Right. You're very cute. I remember it was like this. You kind of looked like a little frat boy, but you were nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you were witty and quick and i remember our conversation was just like i said uh, when you hit me up it was just a very sarcastic facetious banter we had going uh, on all night and neither of us got offended hopefully yeah i didn't i was cool with it yeah we were that, very mean to each other yeah very very com- very comfortable <laughs> yes, with that very comfortable well i only hang out with other. comics pretty yeah. much right so it's like they're it's just a constant roast battle right so there you go exactly i'm used to that and so but that's why i would even be at cubby is because i, w- I go with this friend often because she didn't have anyone else to go out with at the time uh now i think she's gotten way more comfortable with all that right but, yeah so so every every beginning lesbian yeah. it's a straight male to accompany them to a lesbian bar so i've I th- had a couple so I pr- i'm pretty sure i like i sensed your aura of right. just like this is a person who just like sitting there she's got her button up she's got fedora on indoors <laughs> and i'm just i'm gonna talk to this person while she's off doing who knows what right uh yeah and so i'm glad you did why don't you why don't you uh pick up from there um well i mean that kind of summed it up um except for the uh we went to the Stonewall, I think, to play pool. Yeah, at some point we decided to ditch yes, Cubby. We ditched and Cubby, it was like, let's hit Stonewall. up Stonewall. And then all I remember, did I even play a game of pool? All I remember is you picking me up, which was impressive because I was like, I'm a, I'm a big girl, you know? <laughs> um, you picking me up and pinning me against the wall, which nobody's ever done. See, this is the, the part I don't remember. You don't remember that. I okay. don't remember. I remember so us being you, in the corner making out by that front window. But I do not remember how we progressed you, to that. You, I just, it was, I was kind of like blindsided. You just picked me up and pushed me against the wall. Oh, and no. it was like in the middle of the summer. Oh, no. That's and not like good. And like started making out with me. That sounds really not good. Which I'm totally fine with, except it like kind of turned me on because it was just so out of character from what i've experienced wait so did i do that in like a semi non-consensual fashion i wasn't asked okay i wasn't like was there like a vibe was i at least like kind of i think there was a vibe because there was definitely a vibe but i had never i've one i've never been i've never had sex with a man really so you're a gold star gold star where's my where's my do i get a sticker where are my stickers do i I get a sticker if if only if only i had stickers i should have stickers (laughs) have to have stickers oh. if you're interviewing lesbians on the regular <laughs> um yeah no gold star so and had like you said, had, he, had you done anything with men yeah or? i made out with men okay but that's but the you know, extent of my sexual we'll, we'll get into that with men. later but okay so i yeah. p- apparently pinned you against the you wall pinned me in, up against which the is wall. very not my but style. it was impressive because like i said you know i'm, I'm a little thick okay <laughs> so nobody's ever done that um at least you know with girls I don't know. Sure. Or men. But yeah, it like turned me on. And then I like got really hot and I left because I was uncomfortable. Because it was like the summer and I was like, what the fuck? And I just like bounced. I was like, yeah. yeah. It like kind of threw, it blindsided me. Yeah. And I didn't know what that feeling was. And I was just like not okay with it. So I just bounced. I did remember you th- the you stopping the kiss. And then I remember going back to play pool, but then you disappeared. Like, well, I was because like- I stopped it because I was sweaty. 
and gross, you know? And I wasn't like feeling myself at the moment. Right. So that's why I stopped it. But okay. I would have like made out with you all night. Oh! If it would have just happened earlier and I wasn't walking around <laughs> in the middle of the summer in New York. I love making out with people. I'm like so oh, Making out is like my second favorite thing yeah. to do. It's so... What's the first? So, well, fucking. Okay. Put, putting my dick in one of them <laughs> pussies. Definitely See, I, number one. But but making out like... Oh, I, it's always a tussle between get receiving a blowjob and uh, and making out because okay. it's so much fun. There's a. See, there's... I think I like making out more than sex sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it's that mood. I mean, it depends on the person how good of a kisser they are. Obviously. Obviously. But like a good makeout session is. Who need? Yeah. yeah. Who needs anything more after that? There's actually a party mm-hmm. here in New York City called Lip Service. It's okay. just a makeout party. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. I need to go to this party. It's the. F- when is it? When are we? We're at the end of the month. It's usually the beginning of the oh, month. I think you missed it. This is pro- this June second's probably the next one. That's a bummer. But and, but here's the fun thing. I love your enthusiasm for yeah. him, for it. There's some people like my girlfriend, not a fan. Right. Uh, some people just not a fan of lip service because they're like because you're not allowed to fuck at it. So okay, they do do play and parties at that you venue. You do a lot of sex parties, right? Which I've noticed you posting. Yeah, right? I go from uh, from time I've to time. I've never been to one. They're they're a good time. Yeah, they're fun. I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down because I mean, like, I go out to lesbian bars. I want to hook up with somebody or at least make out with them. Right. Why not go to a party that's like everybody's on the same page? Yeah, you know, it makes yeah. it so much easier. But some people don't like lip service because they can't do stuff there, right. and they go like, "What's the point?" We'll go home. Like, who, then yeah, the person. Yeah, but if you want to. but some people like can't handle making out and then not doing other. Oh, shits. really? And I go like, I don't know. It sounds like a great time to me. If I could just like make out with like six different people in an evening yeah. and tra- talk about my ego would be through the roof right? because I'd be like, oh, six people made like, out with that's, me. That's how Look I how hot determine I if a night was good or not. You know, like I want to make out with somebody at least. How I know my outfit, like yeah. how if my butt looked cute that night. Right. <laughs> how else would I know? Unless I'm at exactly. Stonewall where I know my butt looked cute because someone bought me a drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad to know that it wasn't. <laughs> Like a oh, super yeah. no, negative experience. It just I, kind of threw me, you know, like, I was like, what are these? Why am I feeling this way? Am I straight? What's going on? Huh? I'm well, so confused <laughs> with my sexuality. The, well, so I've been doing a joke ever since then. The, and I, I I will do, I'll be like, I made out with a lesbian at a gay bar once. Uh, we, we were met. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't know her. Uh, it's, <laughs> we were making out and then she stopped abruptly. Shouted, I can't do this! And then ran out the bar. So, like, I don't turn girls gay, but I do keep them that way. <laughs> In my mind, you leave, you left because you were a little freaked at the, I'm, I'm making out with a man part. And then it was more like, okay, so like I have just affirmed her homosexuality that night. That's yeah. That's what that's what in my mind how it went right, down. Right, right. Well, so see, but I'm yeah, glad it wasn't a super opposite. negative experience because no, yeah. I've made out with plenty of men. Um, since since then, no, before then, yeah, since then, kind of, um, you know, both. I just never, like I said, I've never slept with one. I just never mm. had the desire to do that. I've been curious. So why like, why make out with men if you aren't at all interested in sleeping with them? Which sounds like a dumb question in my mind, but... No, it's... I mean, like we just discussed, I love making out. Who cares who it's with? It's interesting, because, again, there are plenty of women who don't make out with women, and they're not even... They wouldn't want to fuck a woman. Like, whatever, I'll make out with a chick. Uh, So making out with the gender that you're not typically sexually interested in... Well, gay men make out with women all the time. Really, the only person who won't casually make out with the gender they're not interested in seem to be straight guys. 
And even then, sometimes yeah. it will, but like not openly at a bar. Like, right. You know, like it's almost celebrated. Everybody else will do it in a fun celebratory way. But us, we won't yeah, do it because like that makes really us gay, about... right? Yeah. I don't want to be a fag. I don't want to. I won't do it. Right. It's yeah. The only class, it's the only class that. of person that won't do it. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so strange because I know I won't because I don't want to have to. Even, it, it's not about fear of the being gay. It's just more like I don't want to have to go think about it. I don't want to have to do the processing right. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that sounds like mentally taxing. It, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Huh. How about, about that? This? <laughs> <laughs> it's new, new to me. So, so um, I wrote down dicks and then circled it. So nothing dicks. with dicks. Nothing with dicks. You've never, ne- have you- I'm like so paranoid. If I even look at one, I'm going to get pregnant. My, my family <laughs> is extremely fertile and <laughs> that is not on my list of things I want to do in life. So no, so you made that one man, but you hadn't, you've never seen one in person. Like oh, that. I've seen a penis in person. My best friend's a guy, a very, very straight guy that loves whipping out his penis Just at any given moment. On the super cash? He, we grew up together, so he... Okay, so there's a, no, in a not bro like grew up capacity. together in like teenage... In our teenage years, grew up together in our, you know, early adolescence, I guess. Um, sorry, I'm a little hungover and my brain cells, it's a okay. lot of them died last night. So far, you no one would ever guess that you were hungover. Um, I needed a... I was just like, epic nap time. Happened, Do you need some water? Can I, like, I get no, you... No, no, I'm okay. fine. Um, no, so he used to like whip out his penis when we were like 18, 19 years old and just... he. I don't know. Did you ever do that? It was the weirdest no, thing. No, because I, would, would, like, I was afraid someone was going to like accuse me of something. And he would like hit me with it. I was like, what's wrong with you? Who does this? Is this normal behavior for boys? No, because in so in a lot of situations, that would be <laughs> he sexual thought it was, assault. He thought it was fucking hilarious. I know. I like, there's crazy. So, there are a lot of guys who think sexual assault is hilarious. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is like, <laughs> like my best, he's my best friend. His name's Matt. Yeah. Um, and he dated my other best friend, Lindsay. And we kind of grew up together. Our little like trio. Sure. So we were all very comfortable with each other. Um, we probably would have slept together at some point if it wasn't like extremely weird. But he, because he, and he's like my brother, kind of, okay. you know. And it was, but it was weird. We all we had like a little crush on each other for a moment. So you, know, you just connect with somebody. Have you made was, out with him? Oh yeah, he's a great kisser. Okay. Oh, many times. Yeah. So, so while he was with girlfriends, yeah. And the girlfriends were like fine but with it because when, they're like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah, but she's gay. So it's cool. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. But you know, in his head, every time you guys made out, there's a little bit of like, oh shit, we might get the fuck finally. No, I there's, never thought that. There was no, 100% one time, that. Oh, him if, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In his mind, every yeah. time y'all made out, he's like, oh, I think I'm going to flip her. Like every, he had a chasing Amy fantasy just I'm for a moment sure every did. time. Yeah, he's sick in that way. <laughs> he, yeah, he and his parents are lesbians, which is pretty cool. Okay, and it was the best pickup line for him to tell women that his moms were gay. Like it would work like a charm for him. That that's like the whole doing the, the what like how I don't know what it was, and then me being there and us being so close, like he just got laid all the time. <laughs> that's so strange, isn't it? Are you tired of trying to meet people online and it just stays online? Then you need to check out my sponsor, the Pure Hookup app. Pure Hookup takes you from in-app to in real life in a matter of hours. Literally, when you match with an awesome person, you get a one-hour chat box to make plans before it disappears. And everyone on Pure Hookup is there for the same reason. For some fun, no-strings-attached casual sex tonight download pure hookup app on google play or the app store pure taking you from online to offline to getting off 
Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. What's up? This is the part of the podcast where I like to give some shout outs to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. These are the people who support me with their dollars and make it possible for me to do the man whore podcast full time. So right now, a shout out to Steve Dean, who actually you're going to hear on the podcast later this year. He is an online dating consultant. You should go check him out. Uh, dateworking.com is his website. Uh, Stephanie A., thank you very much. Or should I say, merci. Leslie D., I hope you enjoy Burning Man if you go back again. Lovely email. And Carol H., Thanks for your pledge, hon. I'm glad you've been enjoying the Champagne Room, our super secret Facebook group. And you too can join the club for as little as a dollar per month. Think about that's 25 cents per episode. And that 25 cents per episode would get you an additional bonus episode every month. And if you pledge at least $5 a month, you'll get access to dozens and dozens of bonus Man Whore podcast episodes. So if you've ever if you're if you're all caught up and you're thinking, oh, I wish there was more to listen to, there is. Simply go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Now back to the show. When did you know you were gay? I always knew I was gay. Always I didn't knew? come out until I was 18 though. Cause my um I have a lot of gay family members. Yeah. Uh, my two uncles and my aunt they're they're younger um mm. my aunt's a couple years older than me are all gay um so like i it was known like they were out to the family but it was never accepted because my family's like somewhat religious and i grew up with my grandmother who would always say i think she knew i was gay she would always like drop little lines like saying homosexuality is like a, an abomination to the lord so that would be in my subconscious and even at such a young age made no sense to me why would that be so such a horrible thing, you know? No sense to me. And so growing up, I always thought, always thought like she would disown me and all of these things. But when I was eighteen, I was just like. But like, how me, young when out. you first like felt urges? Because like, the, I, the, since I, I was young, like I've never had a heterosexual dream. They've mm-hmm. always been homosexual dreams, which is really strange for me to think about. Or I mean, I don't know if you did. Well, I I never did because I just I had I was such a loser. Yeah. from such a young age. I had a lot like, of sexual my my sexual orientation at five was loser. Like that's yeah. just Aww. no like not with not just like with girls. But I mean like I didn't have friends. Right. So I wasn't even thinking about that because I was just like no one wants to have playdates with me. Right. 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 Uh, I was kind of a loser as a kid, but I didn't know because I was always so comfortable with who I was, you uh, know, and I was always so quiet and like reserved, and I just didn't care what anybody else was. I never really thought about what other people thought of me, you know? Um, so I was kind of oblivious to it. But looking back, I'm like, I didn't really have that many friends. I was really quiet. I was that quiet, weird kid. I had, like, my really good close friends, but not, like, a lot of them, you know? Right. And I think I got teased for, like, my weight as a kid, so. Were you heavy, too? Oh, yeah, my entire life. Yeah. Okay. I, like, just recently lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you noticed. I noticed a little bit, yeah. Well, yeah. Last, yeah. You had a, yeah. a, a, a butchier, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the big mama butch. Yeah, yeah. Look last time around. But. Yeah. And like that's part of me not being comfortable and, you know, like my body and stuff at that mm. point. So, but, but the idea of childhood sexuality of people who like aren't just non kinky heterosexuals, really interesting to me as someone who's like, I'm not kinky. Uh, I'm straight so far. Um, right. Who knows? Um, 
Well, like, so I've talked to one like uh, author, Jillian Keenan, like she wrote a whole book about like spanking. She knew like that she was a spanking fetishist since she was like four or five, which right. she always knew that. I, I talked to Kevin Allison today. He runs the uh, Risk podcast. Yeah. Um, and he also like, I was asking, so when did you know? He's like, yeah. for as long as I can remember. Or, um, you know, I talked to uh, Dr. Tim Marie recently was on an episode and she's bisexual. And I was like, when did you know? She's like. It just always was she's like sometimes yeah. Barbies dated Barbies and sometimes my dar- my Barbies would date a Ken and cool. I just nothing about that seemed weird to right. me. Right? Yeah. For me, it was I think when I finally started becoming um, conscious of it was around fourteen, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because you know like you I hit puberty and you know, like you just your brain starts developing in different ways. You know, your okay. body's changing and all of that. You have more urges, I guess, and it does desires. Mm-hmm. So it was around 14 that I became conscious of it. But I, oh, looking back, it was just so apparent. Like I was the biggest tomboy. Like how good at I, softball were you? <laughs> I was great at sports. I was the only one that played sports, okay. you know, all in, in the girls. The girls are always like scared of the ball and whatever. And I was like all for it. I like, love playing basketball. Um in San Diego. San Di- yeah, it was that conservative in San Diego? No, it wasn't conservative at all in San Diego. I have actually just... went to school with a lot of gay kids. Okay. Yeah. A lot of um, people that I know that I've like kind of s- just kind of see on social media now, they're all gay. It's crazy. Well, it's just when you said like your family was like really you know, uh, all that well, stuff. And my then... grandmother, you know, my grandmother grew up in a different time. She, you know, was born in, in the 40s. Uh, she's Filipino um, or half Filipino. You're Filipino? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell. I'm white no, as fuck. No, Yeah. I'm like almost <laughs> opaque. That's how white I am. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's Filipino and uh, she was brought up Catholic. Uh, her mom was very strict. She, that's, you know, it's generational. Like she grew up in a certain um, environment and kind of carried on with her. Like now she's super cool with it. Um, we actually had like a second coming out to her because I really needed her to be okay with me being gay because yeah. my mom and I have a horrible relationship so i don't get to talk to anybody about it you know like at least a parental figure um outside of like you know friends and whatnot and uh so i, I had a second coming out with her i was actually on ecstasy at the time i was like you need oh, to be okay with man. this she's like why are your eyes so big <laughs> i was like i smoke pot grandma <laughs> um but she's cool with it i was like you know i'm gay right like I literally said, yeah. you need to be okay with it. She's like, I know you're gay. I'm fine with it. So I can like talk to her about stuff now. And she asked me questions. She's like, it's okay. Really I have nice. seven other grandchildren. I can love. It's fine. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. <laughs> she wants great grandchildren so desperately. And I'm the oldest. How old is she? She's 73. I feel like when you start She's getting up there. for a grandmother. Right. I feel like when you start getting up there, if you're already a grandma and you have like grandchildren of the age, I think yeah. it, you start being like, well, if I'm already this old and they could have a kid, let's just go ahead and get ourselves a great grandkid. Yeah. Like, why not? Exactly. Because most people don't get to be great grandparents. Exactly. And she wants one. I hope she gets one, but uh, it's probably not going to happen in her lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Sad for her. So what's with this uh, being, uh, as I say, I ask, like, are you say, what's relationship status? You say single. You were, like, very single. Like, very underlying. single. Well, underline I, it single. I'm, you know, I'm, like, mobile for work. I'm not in, I'm not stationary. I don't have a home anymore, mm. you know? I just moved out of my place. I have been traveling for the last two years. So what, do you, it's like, hook up to, a lot, or? Um, I'm not big on one-night stands. They kind of... Uh, screw with my confidence Uh Um, just because I'm like why don't you want to talk to me again you know like I want more than just a one night stand you know Um, and yeah they just don't so I just kind of tend to stay away from that I make out with a lot of people though (laughs) like I said before I'm gonna reiterate I love making out 
Don't make out with anybody. She loves making out, people. <laughs> and yes, that's how I rate. If you, if you my... see Ash on the street, don't give her a hug. Just give her a good make out <laughs> session. Exactly. Apparently, just Let's throw up against that. the wall. I've is actually, apparently okay. <laughs> so I just recently spent the last couple of months in San Francisco, and there have been like San Francisco is a whole nother planet that city is mm. magical the energy there is palpable um and uh literally have just walked up to girls and introduced myself and just started making out with them fucking awesome i love that uh, i gotta place. try that it was uh, that it was sounds so awesome. funny it is actually a pretty funny story so this was a few weeks ago and my buddy and i were walking up um we were leaving a bar going to an after hours party and uh he stops and asks somebody for a lighter i think and i introduced myself to this girl and there's just like this you know <coughs> tension and i just like kiss her and we make out for a couple minutes and then we stop and she's like i'm not trying to have your babies and like walks away from me and i was like what does that mean (laughs) with no with no conversation the way you were kissing her she's like it feels like she's trying to impregnate me exactly and i feel like i'm a pretty good kisser and i took that as a compliment you're like if you could get someone pregnant through kissing it was just i began all the women's pregnant through kissing it was pretty. It was pretty. Funny. I have a very fertile tongue. <laughs> this Asher is pretty fertile. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I'll take that as a compliment. So when you're visiting, also a very weird thing to say to somebody. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's some. You know, the, what you were communicating through the kissing was, I'm in love with you and I want to settle down. Let's yeah. have a house. And I'm like a very passionate person, but yeah. I'm like so open and like you know, like I could be in a committed relationship monogamous but i just don't yeah. think it's very natural you're not into monogamy um no i am oh you're i just okay, don't okay. think it's very natural like i would be fine with a with an open relationship mm-hmm. it wouldn't bother me i think the other if it was secure enough you know i just love that though your style of kissing communicates such yeah like intense i, I want to be very, with you yeah i get very intense <laughs> people t- have told me that multiple times how intense i am when you go to a different city so do you just normally look up like the the hot lesbian bar yeah. in town and that Always. you just hold up or yeah and if we're in a in you know a bigger city they're usually there but their the lesbian bars are lacking man yeah they're they're so, they're dying lacking. yeah it sucks like that's why the cubby's so great because it's a lesbian it's still bar. there you know that's just the best institution i hope it stays there forever i forgot who um who I was talking to last time? It was probably Liz. Uh, you know, I I did a series of naked episodes back mm-hmm. in March because I'm a weirdo. Uh, where I talked to total strangers about sex and dating, but yeah. naked. And so I had one lesbian. So you on, were naked while you were, and they were, them? and they were naked. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm a I'm a weird person. I do a show where I call people what's I made the, out with years ago. What's the point of that? Uh, my theory is that you're at your most um, vulnerable state when yeah. you're nude with a new person. Okay. And then we're talking about these very personal topics. I thought it's an interesting conversation. You guys like hook up afterwards? Me and the lesbian didn't, but it, I have hooked up sometimes with... So when I did it two years ago, I hooked up with two of the three guests. The third <laughs> guest was a gay man, so... Really? Well, the way it went down was like with the first two women, one was from Tinder and one from Reddit. And... We're talking, but then after I turned the mics off, we just sit there and we were kind of like being silent and there were like kind of some eyes were being made and eventually we would like, like my dick might get hard and she sees it and then things would happen. That's so so interesting. Then I did the gay man third and then when we were done and I hit stop on the recorder, I just stood up. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for doing it. Because in my mind, I'm like, I know what happens if I stay too long. Uh, And this most recent time around, I just had one girl from Tinder, um, And we we end up fucking after whatever. Uh, It was a very tense episode because by the end of it, 
she starts talking about my dick and it got hard and we were trying to figure out a way to make it weirder. The episode ends with her say, I think I brought up is like, I mean, like, I guess I could jerk off. She's like, have you ever jerked off on the, on the show before? I was like, no. She's like, she's like, okay, start jerking off. And then I, that's where I cut it. Cause I'm an evil editor uh, oh, to listeners. Yeah. I got a message be like, Billy, you fucking blue clip me with this. Seriously. Why didn't you let it roll, man? I did let it roll, but the re- the rest of it was a bonus episode. Uh, gotta gotta pay, nice. gotta pony up a few yeah. bucks. You want to hear that? Yeah, for the X rated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other ones, nothing happened because the other one was um, me and a transgender woman, okay. and then uh, me and a lesbian. And like you, she hadn't. Uh, she had for her. She hadn't seen a dick in ten years. She had right. slept with a guy like in high school. Right. But like I was the first dick she saw in a decade. So half of the episode was me be like, look at it. Like just like she's like, this is so weird. There's a dick and it's like right there. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about Cubby and we talked about gay bars a lot and we talked about specifically lesbian bars and how they're closing down because for some reason it seems like gay men are spending a lot of money going out and apparently gay lesbians men don't. Are so much. I think the consensus is that gay men are or men in general are so much more slutty than women. When women meet other women, they kind of want to just cuddle and settle down, you know, and watch movies, you know, and like stare into each other's eyes and shit. Like they don't want to go out anymore. Right. But for me, like as a, like as a straight dude trying to like not offend terribly much or too simply yeah. you know like yeah i don't want to have to have the stereotype in my mind no but, but it's, from every lesbian every i lesbian talk says, to it's like it's see, true i'm not and it makes sense like when i first when i you know start dating somebody we stay in a lot i mean we'll go out to dinner but we're going back home you know we're having sex and yeah. we're just in bed all the time um i still want to go out though like but i feel like it just doesn't never happens you know but what happened? But, and people and girls get very jealous because I'm a social person mm. and I'm a very nice person and I feel like people think that I'm flirting and I'm not. I'm just a genuinely nice person and I'm interested in people. Right. Um. So like, especially like this last girl was like, you hit on I. So many girls that I've dated have said I've like hit on people in front of them and it's just not the case. Yeah. At all. So I guess that's part of it too. Ooh. You have to be kind of secure in yourself. Do you, when was the last time you had a girlfriend? Um, we, the last girlfriend I had, we broke up a couple months ago or at the beginning of the year. Any particular yeah. reason? Um, she was insecure and she said that I didn't, she was a little bit bigger too. And she, she thought that I was it was something that I wasn't used to. I wasn't attracted to her. I didn't make her feel attractive, uh-huh. um, which is really shitty. And I feel horrible Did about it. Did you lose weight while you were with her? Yeah. That, yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, and I had lost, but like, cause we met years ago. I met her when I was tw- in my early twenties, and she was, I think, nineteen. Um, and we, she was like, she's gorgeous. She's a fucking beautiful girl, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we're always attracted to each other. We kind of hooked up um, in Vegas for our mutual friend's birthday. Like, we didn't have sex. Um, but yep, we I, made out. Oh, we we're, we're and pi- she fingered me in the in the lobby of the Luxor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was gonna say, Asher, we're getting the idea. You don't fuck a lot, yeah. but man, do you make out? Yes. Yeah, well, we I mean, girl, like I can, you know, I have game in some <laughs> sense, but I just don't. I don't know. I like to. I want to get to know somebody first. You know, I just it's awkward for me when I don't know the person says the woman who says, yeah, sometimes I'll just walk up to a woman and start making out See, with I'm her. I'm totally comfortable with that. You know, 
But um, anything more, you want to like yeah. know. It's like if I'm gonna lick you, I want to know but, like your and favorite like movies. Like I said, so when it comes to one, and I I just hate one night stands. I sure. just don't want the one night stand. Like I'll sleep with you if I think that it's gonna you know. But how about go like somewhere? how about repeated things that are non romantic? Because like a lot of people go, if I say like I'm not looking for a relationship, they go, oh, so you just want once or one night stands? I'm like, no. Right. I like having like seven night stands. I like, yeah, I just want repeat encounters. I'm so down with that. I just, like I said, it bruises my confidence when um, the girl kind of just falls off afterwards. You know, like, was well, that's I bad a, in bed? That's a, like, what the fuck right. is going on? You know, I break it, I analyze it to the depths of no return and it fucks with me. I'm surprised you don't have like a gal in different area codes though. You know, I, know. I mean, the different zip codes. I mean, for I as much as you travel. Right, yeah. And also like, it's hard when I work, I don't tend to go out just because like you saw today, yeah. I was like five percent of a human and I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I kept postponing and postponing like I, said, I like needed a like nap. I, said, I needed coffee. I was like a hot, a hot you're, mess today. You're just fine yeah. now. You're yeah, no one would guess otherwise. Um so I I don't really go out um much. Um and then like it depends on where I'm at. Like when I was in San Francisco, I was going out every single night. Um Any crazy road stories since you because again, since you travel a lot and you're a very underline very single gal who loves making out a bunch of people (laughs) anything crazy uh happen in particular in your travels um not too crazy nothing i think we're talking no coke fueled orgies or anything no coke fueled orgies no (laughs) molly that was fun well Well, in san francisco though there's just trucks everywhere and they're just so readily available yeah one of my friends is a drug dealer so she just always has shit oh that's nice yeah convenient you want blow? You want Molly? You want this? You want that? I'm sure. Why not? Guess- you say you say you want to go to a sex party. Why haven't you been? Um, I've never been invited. I, it's not something I'm really, you know, it's just not something that's on a priority for me. So mm. I haven't really like searched for. But when you uh, when I saw that you were going, I just thought it was interesting, and I would totally be down to go to one hmm. at some point. Okay. Yeah. Just to see what happens. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's different. Like I don't know. Like I hooked up with this girl recently beautiful 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 girl <laughs> do tell describe. in san francisco how so She's how like beautiful fucking, like you know taylor Schilling. yeah yeah sexier yeah. version of her that's uh that's the chick from orange, orange new black, black. yeah Place Piper. yeah the mm. main person okay so but 10 times prettier and just the when i people said i was intense this girl's intense um and what uh, happened so i was at q bar um in San Francisco, to the gay bar, in the Castro, and in the bathroom line, and this girl was in front of me, and we had, you know, just, like, very surface con- surface conversation, nothing special. Um, but uh, when I came out back in from uh, smoking a cigarette, I saw her dancing on the dance floor. I was making my way through the crowd to my friends, and I uh, went out, and I did a little shimmy up to her. Right? Mm, just a little hey, shimmy. Hey, um, invited her over to hang out with us, because I didn't really see any girls that she was hanging out with. I thought she was by herself. She was with um, one of her friends visiting from her hometown. Um, and she didn't come with me, but a couple minutes later, uh, I see her. We lock, lock eyes across you know, the dance floor and I kind of motion for her to, to come over and she does. We dance and she says, I'm very sexy, you know? And I was like, well, the feeling's mutual. And then we just start, you know, kind of going at it on the dance floor. She ended up coming, long story short, ended up coming back to my hotel with me. Had the best like one night stand sex ever. What, what, <laughs> what in, 
Tell us more. Give us details. I don't know. So this is like where what I'm like shy. What makes it the best one night stand? It was just the chemistry was on point. Okay. The chemistry was on point. We totally dug each other. Was it like the way she um, curled her finger? Come on. What no. Well, I mean, well, what, I don't know. Like every, every fucking guy on the planet wants to know what lesbians do in bed. I'm sure a lesbian or two has told you. Yeah. They all told me they watch the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they just. They paint them. each other's nails. <laughs> And um, then when they have that that kale, they just go ah. Exactly. Yeah, kale is disgusting. That's how it works, right? I don't kale know. is disgusting. Um, As someone who's seen yes, women fuck each other precisely. a lot of times, I, I'm surprised that that's what came out of my mouth. Yeah, um, that was. <laughs> it's like I, I guess. I, it's like a lot of dudes think they do. It's like I, I don't try to pretend like I know how lesbians have sex, but I'm like I kind of have an idea. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, like in you person, know, there's you know, a lot of fingering. There's a lot of. Everything. I don't know. Just use your imagination. We didn't have any toys. I was well, no, don't tell guys to use their imagination. That's never we gone use well. Imagination, like because when we use our imagination, we come up with scissors. I don't feel like I need to exactly. I don't feel so like we a- need to break it down though. <laughs> like you know, it's it's it was intimate. It was very intimate. Mm. It was passionate and hot. You know, um, she was really good in bed and very confident, and it was just really sexy. Are you into anything in particular in bed? No, I'm kind of reserved. Like I. Not very kinky. I'm like or? open. Like people can do. Like I'd be down to let anybody do whatever they wanted. You know, I'm very open mm. in that sense. Um, but uh, nothing crazy. There's nothing not a particular thing that gets you happened. going. No. No. All right. No. What kind of? I'm, I'm curious if we have a similar taste in women or not. Uh, what do you have? Like a type? I don't have a type. Um, it's t- turning to be a little bit more feminine. Um, but I've been with. If you've lined up the women that I've been with, they look at, like just so different. It's very vast. Um, very, very diverse. This, yes, it's a very diverse yes spectrum, I guess. I don't know. The spectrum of women I've been with is just all over the place. I am so excited to be sponsored by Talkspace. Talkspace makes therapy affordable and convenient by connecting you to a therapist you can talk to all day, every day. And I I love this idea. What? I'm going to wait five days for my appointment to talk about what's happening now? Nonsense. My Talkspace therapist will be ready to unpack that phone call with dad today. For as little as $32 a week, you can work with an experienced, licensed therapist handpicked just for you. On Talkspace, you can send unlimited text, audio, and video messages. And as a special offer for my listeners... You can get $30 off your first month and show support for this podcast by using the coupon code MANHOR when you sign up. Again, go to Talkspace.com slash MANHOR or download their app on your phone and use the promo code MANHOR for $30 off. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. What was, uh, what was, your, first, what was your first girl experience like? <laughs> One night stands is my first uh, girl experience. It might have something to do with why I don't like them. Okay. Um, hey, don't worry. That was my was, first girl experience too. I was, you know, a late bloomer. Um, and I think I was 19 or 20 the first mm. time I had sex. And it was the 40th anniversary of the Palms, which is a lesbian bar in um, Los Angeles. It's no longer there. They closed down and they had a huge party. And, I think I was just like ready to get it over with, you know, I didn't want to be a virgin anymore. Yeah. Um, so I went home with this, with this girl or she came home with me. 
actually ended up getting strep throat after that. It's my favorite my favorite STD, strep throat. I thought I was dying. And yeah, it wasn't a great experience. Billy, strep throat's not an STD. Well, it's the way learned. we the way, the way we get strep throat. It's yeah, an STD. <laughs> exactly. I saw you posted that recently, right? Yeah. Am that I reading tweets on air? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, yes, yeah, of course yeah. I am. That was funny. That made me. Chuckle. I'm a hack. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. So that was my first sexual um, encounter. One for the books. Yeah. That was awkward. It wasn't very good, as I, I'm sure most aren't. I mean, mine. Mine was super fucking. Weird. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they they, they never go well. I mean, when this chick Jean and I've decided I'm just going to use her name because she refuses to do the podcast. That's fine. Uh, you've lost your <laughs> opportunity to change your name, in my opinion. So what happens when you don't do the show? Jean like kind of pressures me and have sex. I don't even want to have sex. I told her I don't want to have sex. She's like, I, I'm like, I'm a still virgin. I'd, I'd like to not have sex tonight if that's okay with you. She's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then tosses me a condom. I'm like, oh, she clearly didn't listen to me at all. Right. It was weird. But the problem is like, since I was a weird, awkward virgin and I didn't, I didn't have sex ed in my school at all. Really? I had none. Where did I, you grow up? Well, I went to in Jersey, but I went to boarding school in Northeast Connecticut. That's so interesting. It was wasn't weird... it like, isn't that just, wasn't sexual? I thought sex ed was just a standard thing in the country. Are you kidding me? I had no idea. Sex I mean, I grew up in California. It's so not, it's barely required in most states. That's nuts. It's fucking I mean, I know I've heard crazy stories. Pants. That's just, that's. Ugh, and that's why we have. Our country's high, fucked. So fucked up. In and that's so why we have ways. high rates of high, unwanted yeah. teen pregnancies. That's why we have higher, high STD rates. Uh, and in study after study shows that in regions and areas where you inform people, kids of how to have sex. You have lower rates of STDs right. and lower unwanted pregnancies. When you take away sex ed from a local, I don't know, Texas school district, guess what? Huge uh, spikes in chlamydia and gonorrhea. Yep. Happens every fucking time. But for my situation, just because I went to a weird, awkward kid boarding school and they right, kind of right. forgot to teach us. Uh, so, but like, so I didn't know how to put on a condom. So she tossed me the condom. I tossed it back to her. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Like, you're going to have to put it on for me. Wow. It, it was just how weird. Old I was uh, 18. It was the summer after I graduated okay. high school. All right. I don't feel so bad. No, no, no. Yeah. It's very, I don't think. Eight, <laughs> I mean, people, I don't feel bad. People think 18's late, but it's not. They just think it's late. I, right. And not that there's and ever like a quote unquote too late time to lose your virginity. Right, right. But, you know, like 25 would certainly be later than average. Right. But anything in that college range is. Okay normal so to speak not that normal matters right uh, i mean i mean it's i like just do it when you're ready yeah right and somebody uh, that you care about i hopefully yeah. if you're lucky and, and i've quoted this study that i've never been able to find uh but I, I swear i read about it once upon a time but there was allegedly a study that showed that they in, um they talked to a bunch of college students and said how much sex do you uh, think is happening on campus and they're all like oh man so much sex like everybody's having sex this amount of times uh, yeah. per month or whatever and then they were like well how much are, are you having sex and they were like oh actually just here and I was like everybody so everyone thought there was more sex going right. on than was actually going on uh, and just because like everybody wants to seem cool and be like yeah no I totally fucked that chick and right. really they made out and watched you know American Tale Five Will Goes West Nice. I actually rewatched. I really watched. Uh, we, we, well, my girlfriend and I the other night, uh, we rewatched An American Tale, the first one. And I got to say, doesn't hold up. I was very unimpressed. No. It's so sad when there's a movie from your, you know, childhood or any time in your life that you just, you know, you just thought was the best you adored you, whatever. And then you watch it later as an adult and you're like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Mm hmm. 
I have a friend. Pick up on so much more. My friend Celie Schumer, uh, shout out to Celie. She runs a podcast uh, that's all about watching uh, old like childhood movies to see if they hold up. And the show is called Still Got It. Yeah, Uh, you should all go check it out. I was on it once upon a time. Uh, We we rewatched Little Giants, and I'll tell you this much: Little Giants. Still got nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Still Those were the best movies. They don't make them anymore like that. They, they, they had don't make a, them like that anymore. There's this like brilliant, that's like a great, yeah, that's a great subversive movie. feminist line in there yeah. where like it's uh, Icebox and the kid are on the, uh, they're like, they're on like the lake or whatever, and they're watching like a couple in one of those paddle boats on the lake. And they're like, you want to like, they're basically like, do you want to like practice kissing? Um, yeah. And the guy was like, oh, no. He's like, he's like uh, well, you have to practice if you want to like, have kids or have a job or something he's like you can have kids while kissing and she goes but you can't get but you can't get a job and i was like oh my god they're so aware of the yeah world. yeah no that was a great one i need to rewatch that but i self-note but yeah like that. <laughs> an american tale 2 five goes west however i have a distinct memory of enjoying so i'm gonna rewatch that and i'm really hoping that holds up what was your favorite childhood movie oh fuck i don't know um Little Giants might be up there, but I don't yeah. remember watching it like a multiple times thing. Yeah. So I have to go like favorite from how many times I watched it. Right. Hook is probably up there. Hook, that's a good one. Because Hook is yes. just, I mean, this is good. This goes so far from being sexy other than that Shmi was clearly gay right. for Hook. Um, they're like not, you know, Shmi was definitely being, Bob Hoskins played that as a gay Shmi, but uh, fantastic film. Fantastic. So much film. fun. Holds up. Yes, it does. The mm-hmm. Classic. Brave Little Toaster was mine. Brave Little Toaster and Victor Victoria. What the fuck is Brave Little Toaster? Is You've that the one that seen the Brave Little? Is that the toaster? one they like play for you when you're waiting for at the dentist's office? I don't know. Uh, what kind the... of dentist are you going to? Doctor Sean <laughs> in Closter, New Jersey. But yeah, stick with him because obviously he has good taste in movies. What the fuck is a little the... the Brave Little Toaster? It's an animated film where like the toaster. Oh, I know it's animated. Yeah, it gets. <laughs> I mean, what, he's like rescuing his buddy or something, and like the lamp and the vacuum, they all go to rescue his buddy. What, what? Somebody I haven't seen in a while. I need to rewatch that one, but they go on an adventure to rescue their friend. I'm going to venture getting, a guest here, a guest here that uh, that one won't appliance. hold up. Oh, it's going to hold up. Oh, it's going to hold up. I, I hope you will text me when you finally rewatch. You need to. Yeah, I will. I'm going to fucking watch that. I have a feeling like it won't. <laughs> On the plane back home. <laughs> it will. Trust me. Okay. Well, Victor Victoria, Julie Andrews, classic. Do you, have you seen that movie? Musical where she plays um a man in the film? No, I have no, not. Got to watch that one. I would say another favorite of mine. Uh, I would say two of my old school favorites, though, would be. Oh, here, here were favorites of ours. Not, I didn't get to watch it as many times as I probably want, but definitely something I love. Love Che Che Bang Bang. Okay. Great flick. Um, Mary Poppins. Yes. Of course, Step in Time. But here's a little one not too many people remember or know about, but uh, old classic, underappreciated, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Never seen it. One of those old Disney Never joints, it. uh, and it's just about this like magical bedpost, and I think yeah. there's like a nanny of sorts, and the kids would hop on, then the magic nanny would hop on, and they have to rub the bed knob, yeah. and then the bed would transport them somewhere. And I just remember it being cool as fuck. Nice. I'm going to have to put that on the list, too. Classic from like the <laughs> 70s or whatever. I don't know. Uh, that strayed very far from anything sexy. But yes. Hey, who cares? Brave That's fine. And pet dogs and That's okay. It doesn't always have to be sexy. I did one whole episode just about roller derby. Like really? this doesn't have to be about uh, orgies well, and blowjobs. Roller derby could be sexy, I guess. Well, the, they're let all me having t- an orgy afterwards. 
Let me tell which you. Which is I, what I imagine happens. Oh, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I would watch a roller derby porno for sure. Uh, <laughs> Get on that. You need to make a good lesbian um, porn. That's like a thing. There's, some, there's good lesbian porn being made out there by women. Not like rare mainstream rarely, lesbian porn yeah. shit, but I don't really like porn because it's shitty. I, I maybe you're just watching the wrong porn. I think you need I to find some. I definitely am, and I don't find, like porn anyway. It just doesn't really turn me on. Uh, I could refer you to some like by women for women stuff yeah. where it's like not made for my yeah. the whole male gaze thing. Right, it's right, like right. It's made for women and shows women having sex the way women really have yeah. sex. Apparently, uh, yeah. Write me a list. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good people out there doing stuff. Uh, who's who's out there doing us? Uh, obviously, Tristan Taramino, yeah. uh, Milka <laughs> Halili, who's been on the show. Nina Hartley is like a porn icon, but she, I would like to think, does some more realistic stuff. Uh, Andre Shakti. There's a lot of names of people who are going to be on the podcast actually soon. Oh, this that's is cool. on there. Uh, Mr. Pam does. How do you meet these people? Do you just like reach out to them and yeah. invite them on the show? A lot of them. Some of them have reached out to me. Sometimes, a lot of really? times, I reach out to them. How popular is your podcast? <laughs> I guess you can't really tell, right? Uh, I mean, I'm in the top ten percent of downloads, but like, it doesn't take. You know, it doesn't take a hundred thousand downloads to be in the top ten percent. Right. I'll put it that okay. way. Um. Enough so, you know, it's That's a cool. it's a good sex podcast. I like to think so at least. Uh but I, I just reach out and it's amazing. People just like to talk. A lot of them yeah. just are happy to be asked. There's a lot of that moi factor of like, moi, you wanna ask yeah, me? Yeah, when you asked me, I was like, I am not an interesting person. This isn't gonna be the most boring podcast nah, ever. Definitely are you not the most sure? boring. Come on, we've had boring. Do this. <laughs> Go back to the there's a lot of boring episodes in like the 30s and 20s of this show from yeah. long, long ago. Trust me. Hardly, hardly. Yeah. Plus, come on. What a story. Made out with lesbian, freaked her out about her sexual orientation for a half I mean, moment. It's a joke she on ran away. Thing. It's great. Yeah. I, it's, it. I have to hear it in person or, it, you know, live it's, one it's, of these days. It's one of those few jokes that's like uh, I've proven that like I can use on stage. Right. And, they hold up and... And you get a lot of laughs. That's yeah, that one gets yeah. a lot. Anytime I want to like put myself down, I tell that joke. Because it puts <laughs> okay. me, it makes me look like a right, fool. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll tend to yeah. do. But it's funny, like you actually turned me on, you know? See, that I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't sure because I don't want to be so full. I would be like, yo, I'm Ben Affleck and I turn women. I, right. Yeah, I no, just don't want to do that. I it's just more, assumed you freaked out. I, it would be funnier coming from a humble humble place <laughs> yeah well i just saw i try to err on the side of humble if i can i know the show's called man whore but i try to be right. humble when possible what's that feeling when you like think well i've always known i'm gay but for some reason i'm having tingles and jingles for this like man boy here it, it like i said it kind of just it freaked me out a little bit i didn't know how to respond to it mm. and i was drunk and i didn't want to get myself in a situation that i would regret you know, naturally, later. naturally. So I kind of just removed myself from it. Smart move. Yeah. And I was by myself and I didn't know you and all of those things. So. What was the, was there any after thinking like the, the, what after you left or maybe the next day or two? Was no. there any of the, wow, I made out with a man and I liked it. Was there any like questioning of no, that? No, I mean, I kind of just took it for what it was and, you know, left it mm-hmm. there. I didn't really delve deep into the meanings, the reasons why. Like I'm very comfortable in my sexuality and I've never questioned it. So interesting to hear that from a lesbian who makes out with a man. Like, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Normally, that's the thing you only hear from guys who make out with guys. Yeah. I've never heard anyone not identifying as a straight man say, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I normally only hear that from self-identified straight men right before they blow guys. Right. That's the only time I hear it. 
I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Gobble, yeah. gobble, gobble, gobble. Yes. I'm not gay. I'm not gay, sorry. No, yeah, it was just... You know, well, I mean, I have an entire book like, called how would Not you Gay. F- how would you feel if you made out with a guy and you were turned on by it? You know, I mean, I don't know I'd, if I'd you've be, ever... I'm very neurotic, so I would just be questioning myself for yeah. fucking days. Have you made out with men? No. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said you wouldn't be able to. So you definitely didn't sleep with that, that one guy. Which one guy? The podcast guy. You had to remove yourself. Oh, the, the guy from The Naked yeah, One? needs to end before... Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I get just penetrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's I, you know, I talk about it like with male prostitution, like I'm open to it. I'm fine with being paid right. to do stuff with men, but it needs to be a lot because. And I've always said I'd rather. I feel like it would be cheaper for me to give the blowjob. Yeah, I would charge more to receive it, right? Or to, or, or to to fuck a guy's ass. I would want to get paid more than to be fucked because. I have to go through mental gymnastics to do it because the way the male body is set up, right. I got to be able to like put myself in a place to get hard and achieve an orgasm right. with a gender right. I'm not used to doing that with. But you know, you have a lot of, ce- or not, I wouldn't say a lot, but you have some celebrities like, um, fuck, what's the dude's name from Bronson and Batman who played Bane? Uh, Tom Hardy? Ba- Tom Hardy. Okay, so Tom Hardy, I don't know if you read. He's bisexual, he, but he just is he want, bisexual? He, well, is anytime, he anytime he says, look, we shouldn't, why we care about my sexuality, that just means it's the sexuality that you're accusing me okay, of having. Okay, so then my point is. That, it's what always, has there ever been like a straight dude who like is denying the sexuality question? It's like, look, we don't need to talk about my sexual orientation, yeah. okay? Um, they never end up being straight, which right, is fine, right. but. Uh, so yeah, no straight men. I just assume ever. because Tom Hardy said that, I'm assuming that means that yeah. he likes dudes to some extent. I mean, he's definitely experienced and he's just from like an artistic standpoint. Yeah. I guess he, in his opinion, says all artists, all actors and really already to like go into a character need to have some sort of like homosexual encounter, but whatever. I, don't I mean, know. I'm assuming that at some point in my lifetime, I will interact with a dick more than I have. Yeah. Just through the sheer, just because of, the type of have people you, I date, or so you've never had a threesome with a man. I've had threesomes with men. I've been but in gangbangs, but I don't. You've never done any, you know, no, no, not like male. So. Like the most, like I've shared a mouth, like with the guy, right. whereas in, like both of our dicks are sliding against each other in her mouth. Right. Uh, one time we tried to stuff Is three that dicks. Possible? Oh, two dicks you can totally get. What we were trying to stick three in there. Poor girl, she was into it. Yeah, she wanted all Weird. those dicks, and so we. Brought her all those dicks. Yeah, We're like, very kind gentlemen. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I would like to order eight dicks. Uh, eight cocks uh, coming up. <laughs> See, that just, just turns get them... me off, just even the mental picture of well, that. Well, you know, one dick apparently is like, enough to... Girl, t- like... It's too much for you. <laughs> no, this, she this, she's actually on the show. Uh, I forget what... I don't I th- like... Feel she, bad for this person, but no, she's uh, she swings with her husband, and okay. they were on the show. They actually it was a great episode. We uh, we did a gangbang one night. It was the second time I did a gangbang with her. Uh, a relatively smaller gangbang yeah. than the first gangbang, as I like to say gangbang as many times as possible. And then the next day I came over and I did an episode where it was just me and her for an hour. Right. Then we did a second hour was me, her, and the husband talking about their swinging. Uh, it was actually really fun. Uh, but but she, So we were trying to shillelagh three dicks in her mouth, but I think the only reason we achieved it was because I was start, we started with two and I was plenty hard. It was fine. Yeah. As we tried to do three, I was getting softer. So we only fit because your dick was rubbing up against another dick, or I don't was know. There teeth involved? Like I feel like a lot of teeth would be. I think I, up I think I was just getting. Penis. I think I was getting turned off the more we were trying to just logistically achieve something. Yeah. Uh, so they were plenty hard, um, but I think we only fit because mine was shrinking. Right, right, but right. But technically, it was in, so we got three <laughs> in there. Jesus. Four, I think, is impossible. I, I still, you know, I would like to. I guess do, it all matters on the. 
size of the dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the fucking their her husband. I don't know how she puts up with that because he's like small a, dick. No, like a fucking elephant. Oh wow, the oh, opposite. Just okay. a monster cock on this guy. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, vaginas expand pretty, pretty big. Yeah, well, yeah, but big. but like I, I'm sure I will interact with one in some extent, and I think I learned from this couple because he identifies as straight. He has no interest in being in with men one on one, but. I remember the original, uh, I think, no, I think it was the second gangbang we did. He, at one point, um, grabs this other guy's dick who was bisexual and, and I guess they had cleared whatever. And he like taps her. He's like, um, I forget what name she went by. I think she went by Alex. So I'm going to call her Alex. Alex, Alex, look. And then when she looks over while she's getting fucked by someone, yeah. she looks over and he's just, he's got the cock like this. And he just goes, he gives it like a good three pump, like a, in his mouth. He's like, mm-hmm, because he knows <laughs> she likes seeing men blow each other. So okay. for her, because he loves his wife of 20 plus years, he'll he suck a dick here and there. Dick in his mouth for his wife. Just that's, for his wife. That's love. That's love. That's and so love. it's like, I am sure at some point I would do that for someone I loved. You know? Yeah, I could see myself if I was in that situation doing that for and, somebody. And I should say love because just in case my girlfriend in the, in the other room hears, love for like 10 plus years. Oh, you didn't introduce me to your girlfriend? She walked past as we were walking in. So I thought that was her saying like, I don't want to. Oh, uh, really? Or not. What? How is she with this? It's, she's it's, not that, it's not that she's not cool. It's, uh, she's nervous. She's, she gets nervous about like, I don't know if I should uh, introduce. Should I be not here? I'll be like, hey, it's, it's fine. Just hang out. You're good. So you guys live here? To, you live here no, together? No, she, she's just, oh, she's okay, just she here just today. She okay. actually cleaned this entire place. Nice. I, we really put white slavery to work. It was amazing. She like, this place was a shithole and she like reorganized. She cleaned. She organized. Look at this closet. Take a moment to look at that closet. Oh, yes. A very well organized closet. Closet did not look like that. I'll say that much. Uh, two days ago, so she did. She did all no, my drawers. Face, I like it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but so she, I know she would probably find it hot for me to fool around with a guy. And if we were together, like really? like fifth anniversary, fine, we'll do something. How long I, have you guys been together? Like a year and a half. Okay. I got three and a half you guys years. In an open relationship. Yep. Or, okay. Yep. Open relationship. You guys oh. t- very cool with it. Yeah. Well, we met at a sex party, so it be- it's a little got easier. It. Right. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Um, but so, so when it comes to like the whole making out with a dude or having to like receive something, you know, I, I was talking before about the male prostitution, right? I would charge more to receive because I got to put myself in a for mind sure. space, but also I got to do like after it's over. Yeah. I'm the one who, for who knows how long has to think about has the, the, the neurotic questioning of right. myself as a person. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like I actually know, um, a lot of guys that are gay for pay and, um, you can make a lot of money. Especially in LA, West ter- Hollywood, there are people who have like put their little male prostitutes up in in homes and just given them cars and like all of this. It's crazy. Yeah, I'll suck some dick for a car for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, got throw. It have to be a really nice car for me to suck a dick for a car. Well, you got throwing some car insurance, but I mean, like, I'm, I just yeah, okay. I'm so in. that's the thing. Like, I feel like I could have sex with a guy and be okay with it. I'd have to be a little drunk, but I don't think I could put a penis in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sucked on a strap on on a woman? No. No. But have you fucked around with women with strap-ons? Yes. But you just you never did the whole like I'm gonna suck this dick because we're gonna pretend you feel it. Yeah, and it's like silicone. It's weird, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Well, it's like ugh. that doesn't turn me on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would do it for my partner if it turned them sure. on. If they're yeah. like suck that strap on, I'd be like all for it, babe. I've turned down thousands of dollars, uh, and they they've heard these stories before. One was because it wasn't enough, and the other was it was enough, but I thought I was in love, so I turned it down like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And uh, I regret those to this day. How many thousands? One of them was he wanted to like 
take me out and it would just be like exchanging hand jobs and making out and that would have been two grand and i wanted it to be five right if i was oh, gonna you do got stuff greedy I'm just like, I knew what I want. <laughs> no, you know, I'm just joking. Well, if he said like, look, I'm, I come to town like once or twice a, a month and I want to pay you like two, $3,000 a month yeah. to be my date when I'm in town and it would be a recurring thing, then I would have said yes because to me, I'm seeing the like, I'm multiplying it by five months, six months, right. whatever. $2,000 does, $2, doesn't do anything for me, but like 10 grand over the course right. of five months, that does something for me. Right. Right. So I turned it down because he was like, well, it'd probably be a one time thing or maybe like whenever I am in New York because he was not from here. The other one would have been I would have lived and moved in with a couple and I would have had to bang the wife and blow the guy. This is like a legitimate offer you received from. Yeah. And it would have been five grand a month. (laughs) And you were like you were searching for these. I was searching to get paid. I mean, I would have preferred a a female sugar mama. Desperate times or just like for a good story? I have a gambling addiction, like a really bad one. Oh, legit? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But this is also years ago when I was like steep in that world. Like I was underground poker dealer. I didn't have a day job. I didn't have this podcast, which is like supporting me. Thank you, everyone on Patreon. You're keeping me from sucking dick for money. Uh, (laughs) It's like, if you want to keep me from prostituting myself, to people I don't really want to prostitute yeah, myself to, please go make a pledge at rings. yeah. Go to Patreon.com/slash podcast, <laughs> Throw down a dollar. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's very helpful. Uh, but yeah, there's stuff on Craigslist, SeekArrangements.com, yeah. stuff like that. You can find anything on Craigslist, yeah. I guess. But I would have gotten five grand a month plus free round the Upper East Side because I'd be living there. Ah, oh, um, that's awesome. But I turned it down because I thought I was in love with some chick who. Yeah. Did not love me back and didn't want to date me. Isn't the worst? And I then as soon as it didn't work out, I tried to email them back. I was like, "Hey, no, I changed my mind. I'm in. Like, please, right, right, right. It didn't work out." And someone, yeah, they he didn't respond, and I was just like, "Fuck." Because I basically got the offer. They were like, "Let's do it." You know, it's probably a good thing because you could probably you you know you never know where you would have ended up if you went down that life went down that road. Yeah, we've maybe never (laughs) had this podcast and also been rich. Right, uh, you know, but you your gambling addiction wouldn't have allowed that. Yeah, but I would have had to be fu- the wife was smoking hot, so I would yeah. have had, and part of the job was fucking her while he's away on business. So I guess I would have been a little too busy doing comedy and fucking a hot wife and sucking his occasional dick to like have time to go gamble. Was my theory right? I don't know how much would it take for you to suck a dick. I don't know if I could ever do it. To be there's honest always with a you. well. Let's be honest. There's always I mean, a, everyone's got a price. If, yeah, but it's. Everyone's got a price. I know my price. It's around five to ten grand. Like I'm, I'm aware of my price. I accept it. The see, it would be, have to be a lot more. F- that's it would fine. Have to be like a million dollars for me to put a dick. I'm, in my I am fine when people are like, it's a lot more. I just say like, let's say the and amount. The, and yeah, I think a million dollars. I would totally say because any guy would have to be a very clean one, and I'd have to kind of be attracted to the person. I'd be so grossed see, out if it was like and, a dirty. And my mind says that if I come, do, do do you mind if I say do you make like above or below seventy five grand a year? Oh, um, I make around that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's a little. So I'll I'll up the number. Maybe if a someone bit comes more with, if I was... if someone comes like with a briefcase of five hundred grand, I feel like when it's in front of you, people's minds change. You know of what I mean? Of course, yes. It's and tangible. I, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's not hypothetical. And absolutely. I say, and I say, the guys who go, I would never suck a dick, man. No matter what the money, I'd be like that guy would probably do it for twenty dollars. Right. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, five. I would probably go do it for five. But like, yeah, for like a large amount. Cash. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. For me, it's just I mean, it's be, kind of it's tempting. For me, it's got to be an amount that like changes something. So if, right. someone, if someone wants to give me six grand to like blow them right now or a couple times over the course of a night and like maybe a nice steak dinner, 
I'd be like, okay, because that pays off all my credit card debt. Right. And see, so and the I thing is that. now I like money is not really an issue for me. I'm mean, like, I'm comfortable. Obviously, you're above money the, yeah. always, you know, allows you to do more things. And I love to travel. So my, the, as fast as I make my money, I spend it. Sure. Um, so yeah, 500 grand would be a fun time. Um, so I'd probably do it for 500 grand. But I mean, also when I was, you know, super early 20s and I was in Vegas and I was gambling, just like you said, and I was out of money and I was like, I will totally suck a dick for like 20 bucks right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Half serious. So everybody, 500 grand for a blowjob, but like probably will make out with you for free. Oh, I will most definitely make out with you for what? free. You'll definitely just... What? I love making out. We already talked about I know this. we get so this, but but do, are you like as indiscriminate making out with dudes than you are with women? I mean, okay. not so much anymore. Like I'm, you know... You're growing just, up? I'm growing <laughs> up, you know? Like I'm not getting blacked out drunk. I mean, last night I think I blacked out a little mm-hmm. bit, but like on the regular to where I'm just doing that. And I can, tend to hang out in strictly gay bars yeah. now, you know, because that's sure. what I wanted. That's the, those are the people I want to be around. But tonight, before I was going out with my homies who were straight and I was just in situations where I would ha- make out with men, you know, cause they were, I feel like if you blew your like straight guy friends, it would almost be like a bro job, so to speak. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be so weird. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> uh, but tonight you're going to go cubby hole, make out cubby with someone, hole. catch Hopefully, a finger. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no fingers. <laughs> It depends. I just love the way like Amy Schumer, like on her debut album, she called it catching a finger. I was like, I just like that phrase. Yeah. Like I've, the casual. <laughs> yeah. I was in my slutty, no fucks given days. Yes. Fingers happened. Mm. Well, I wish you luck tonight. I hope you have Thank fun. Thank you. Thanks I, for coming on and doing this weird yeah. show thing. Thanks for also uh, reassuring me that like I didn't cause any sort of trauma that it night. Somewhat consensual. It was, I mean. And not only consensual, but apparently gave you a little tingle. Yes, a little, a little one. Very wee hot. bit. No, I got hot and bothered, guys. So I'm not gonna lie, my body went up a few degrees. My temperature. Winner. Yeah. <laughs> and champion of the gay bar, Billy Proceda. Yes. Thanks, As- Billy. Billy gets points. Asher, why don't you uh, say goodbye to everybody? Bye, guys. <laughs> Y'all might uh, be pleased to hear that very recently. Asher had her first threesome. Everyone give a clap. Give a clap. Uh, Congratulations, Asher. I'm sure that made your first night in Paris a blast. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, let me know. Shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, or your titty pictures at manwhorepod at gmail.com. You can find me on all the socials. Uh, give me a little shout out. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyPresida. You can like the ManWhorePodcast on Facebook. And if you're a Redditor, you should join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the ManWhorePodcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. And I also post, uh, treat it kind of like my bulletin board where I post all the links to things that are relevant and make all sorts of announcements. That's r slash man whore podcast. And last, but certainly not least, do consider joining our fan whore community on Patreon. That is how this podcast is able to run the way that it does. It's the way I've been able to afford doing this full time for you. Seriously, every dollar counts. All the pledges matter. So if you can even spare just $1 per month, I make sure to make it worth your while. If you can pledge more, well, shucks. Uh, You know, you're going to make me blush. 
Join the club at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Next week, we've got a great episode with Kitty Stryker, who is a fantastic example of uh, a feminist who will disagree with you and doesn't have to hate you afterwards. It's almost as if you can disagree with people on certain issues and agree with them on other issues and still want to work together. (laughs) It's a really fun episode. Uh, But until next week, uh, go buy your tickets for Manhorcon and stay slutty.